Hey, HCA family. Uh, Happy weekend. This is Dr. Taylor, and I'm really excited and a little nervous about talking to you today about the podcast. Um, So if I'm being honest, this is going to be a little bit um, vulnerable and strange for me um, and a little bit more direct than I'm used to being on our podcast, but I want you to know I bring it... um, with good intentions and with an open heart to see what's next. So as we discover more about shared leadership and collective leadership, and as we really push ourselves, particularly in leadership, to learn about what are our next steps as a staff and as a team. And as I think about the future of HCA and what we hope to bring to not only our students and, and our families, but also to the community and to the state, um, I am thinking about this specific question. Is being an effective instructor enough to be a part of our village? That's a tough one. Is being an effective instructor enough to be a part of our village? And there's a couple things I want us to think about with that. First, let me start out by saying, as we interviewed new team members this year, we asked some very specific questions that centered around our vision and our mission at HCA. For example, we asked questions like, Why HCA? Why did you come here? What are you hoping for? Why did you pick this place to work? Tell me about how you feel about norm setting and inclusivity. Talk to me about restorative practices. Do you believe in restorative practice? What about grace and vulnerability as you work with students and colleagues? Are you interested and focused on social emotional learning and really educating the whole child? And finally, when you think about yourself, do you see yourself as a leader? What does shared leadership or collective leadership mean to you? And I say all that because we're really taking the next steps as a staff. I love all of you. All of you bring such different gifts and abilities to our team. And I want all of us to grow and thrive. But if I'm being honest, there's some disconnects with some of you. Not because you're not wonderful people, but because there's disconnects on our mission and our vision and where we're moving. Let me ask the question again, is being an effective instructor enough to be a part of our village? And I would say it's not enough. I would say for us to move forward and to be the school and the team that we really want to be as we grow, we have to ask ourselves some hard questions. Why are we here at HCA? What's our commitment? Do we believe in norm setting and inclusivity? Do we live by that inclusivity statement in our mission? Are we committed to setting norms with our students that are flexible and ongoing? Are we committed to setting norms with our colleagues? Are we committed to hold ourselves accountable? Are we committed to the restorative practice movement Are we willing to break some of our cycles and really dive into learning and growing in that? Will we put grace and vulnerability ahead of all other things when we work with students, 
families, and colleagues? Are we committed to the whole child? Do we care about social-emotional learning? Do we feel as that is an important part of instruction? And are we committed to this idea of shared leadership and learning to grow together? I'm going to answer the question again. Is being an effective instructor enough to be a part of our village? What I'd like you to do today after you listen to this podcast is complete the family input form that I'm sending out in your email. Ask yourself these questions. And if you're answering no to any of these questions and you don't feel committed to this work, ask yourself, is HCA where I want to be? Because as we move forward, we're committed and we want to move forward and make our school the best in the state. But we also want to be committed to these initiatives. And so it's going to be imperative that you and I have these hard discussions if you're not committed. Not because I don't love you, but because we're really taking things to the next level. So I would encourage you and mandate you really to listen to this podcast, obviously you are now, and to complete this form. And let's move forward and making HCA exactly what it needs to be. I can't wait for these next steps. I'm looking forward to growing and learning with each of you and kind of our next phase of what this looks like at HCA. I hope you have a beautiful week and I love being your leader. everybody, Dr. Taylor here talking a little bit about my favorite six strategies when it comes to managing behavior and even managing culture climate in the classroom. So my behavior intervention menu I've created is very lengthy, but I think there are six that are kind of my go-tos. The first one, of course, is norms. It's the absolute favorite and the most important to start with. Establishing norms for the class as a group and then fully explaining the meaning of the norms that are set. Reviewing norms at the beginning of each class, updating the norms as needed. An example of a class norm would be one person talking at a time. Do my students understand what is expected? Have I been clear? And I'll be honest with you, if your behavior is not in check or your culture climate is not in check in your classroom, this is absolutely where I'd start. And these are not rules that you develop. These are norms you create together with your students. These are flexible and ongoing. These are things that you look at all the time. These are things you talk about on the first day of school, just like on the last day of school. Norms are essential. Start there. Next is giving choices. Provide choices for the students within the class period. Have available several differentiated work choices so that when the student begins to not comply, you have a choice to present to them and you're prepared. The question you ask yourself is, am I providing several choices for my students that are differentiated to meet each individual need? If not, what can I do to better support their learning? Next is ignoring negative behavior. If the behavior is only bothering you, the rule says to ignore it for two minutes. Try to ignore negative behavior if you can and try to reward others for positive behavior as much as you can, especially those around the one who's misbehaving. Probing question for the teacher, are there times when I address negative behavior and my action tends to escalate the problem rather than de-escalate it? 
Next up, visual cueing. Remind students of on-task behavior using visual cues as much as possible. For example, instead of verbally reminding John every time he is not focused on the teacher, why not place a picture symbol for the little ones and a word card focus on teacher for the older students on John's desk and up at the board? Then you can tap the card as a visual reminder. All students will benefit from the use of a visual reminder at the board. Remember, every redirection, as much as you can, try to use visual cues. Am I meeting the student's needs by incorporating all learning modalities? How can this be adjusted to meet other needs? Am I meeting the needs of my learners visually, auditorily, kinesthetically? Think about how you can pair visual cueing with almost everything in your classroom for your students that learn a little bit differently, especially for those students that may be on the spectrum or have attention issues. Lastly, but so important, using less voice. Using nonverbal cues as much as possible when you're redirecting. Your voice should be primarily for praise and instruction. Use verbal redirection in private only. When I redirect, am I using as much nonverbal cueing as possible? So these top six should be your friend. Um, use them in every setting and it can really help change the culture climate of any classroom. Thanks guys. Have a good one.